What did the Auburn Tigers get with their latest commitment? Also, what was up with Cam Coleman and the latest with Perry Thompson? Tons of Auburn recruiting goodness coming your way. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us on this week's Cruton Thursday, one of the best in the biz, Christian Clemente with Auburn Undercover and 247 Sports. Christian, earlier this week, the Tigers land... A linebacker whose tape really pops. He's very, very fast, very, very instinctive. When you look at DJ Barber, what stands out the most to you when you get to know this kid? Yeah, well, first, I think he's just a really, really smart young man. Um, and if you're talking about a middle linebacker, that's kind of what you want because he's going to be the one commanding the defense. Um, so he's very intellectual. He knows what he's looking for in a program, um, and he knows kind of what fits him best and, and what's best for him. But the biggest thing that sticks out to me is what my colleague Jason Caldwell said about him. And he's he's a high three-star, low four-star by some other sites. But this is a guy that Auburn has won with in the past. Whether you want to compare him to a K.J. Britt, mm-hmm. Deshaun Davis, Zacoby McClain, those are all common player comparisons for him. That's a, that's a guy that Auburn's won with in the past, and that's kind of what Auburn feels like it's getting here in D.J. Barber. So while the rating is not the highest, I know Auburn feels – very, very excited to have him on board. Yeah, most sites list him around six foot two twenty ish. I think you guys have him right at that. And it's like if he was six two, you kind of got a feeling like all the stars would be all over the place for him. But like you said, to me, he looks like Deshaun, but plays like Zacoby is, is kind of what I've seen when I watch his tape. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. Um, I think Jason went with KJ Britt, but I can see, sure. I can see a little bit of everything. Um, from those guys and kind of what he does, but you're perfect. You're, you're totally right. If he was maybe a little bit taller, he's a little like stocky when you look mm-hmm. at him right now. Um, he was in town for the seven on seven camp and we got to see him play and granted that's not ads, but it's like, it's like, ah, oh, he doesn't look the best, but he's just always making a smart play out there. Um, and seven on seven isn't even necessarily a format that's designed for his play style, but he was still pretty smart out there. Um, and you know, you want to talk about head to head recruiting wins. It's not the biggest win necessarily. But you have to feel pretty good if you're beating out Travis Williams in Arkansas for a guy that they really, really wanted and was top of their board. You know what Travis Williams has done, obviously, from his time at Auburn. Um, and so you feel you feel pretty happy if you're beating out him for a linebacker. Yeah. And so, I mean, we saw Auburn get a big linebacker win recently with, with Joseph Phillips. When you talk to these recruits, Christian, does the scheme of what Ron Roberts is going to do with them at Auburn, like, do they care about that? Is that something that's being discussed? You know, the the whole simulated pressure and, you know, you may be doing something different on multiple plays and creepers and things like that. Does that stand out to them? Is that a talking point when you speak to these kids? It does a little bit. Yeah, they've talked about it. And I've talked with DJ Barber about his scheme, the biggest or his fit in the scheme. The biggest yeah. thing that I asked DJ Barber was, look, Auburn's setting up to sign a pretty big linebacker class, not counting the Jacks. Joseph Phillips probably slots in over at the Jack. But Auburn can sign four guys at linebacker alone when you're talking about DJ Barber, Marcus Riddick, Bradley Shaw, Wyatt Simmons, and Riddick or Simmons could slide over to the Jack theoretically and play there a little bit. But Mm -hmm. I was asking him, you know, 
what does Josh Aldridge see for you guys? Can you guys all fit together if if Auburn does sign all for you guys? And he's like, look, Josh, Coach Aldridge has a great scheme for us set up. He's got something set up for all of us where if we all come in, we can all succeed. Um, and so they feel pretty confident, or at least DJ Barber feels pretty confident about where he can kind of fit in there. Do you think that created any urgency of like for, for Phillips and like you said, he's probably a Jack, but maybe with DJ Barber, like to go ahead and get in the class, is that a thing? Or do you think this is all kind of orchestrated a while ago? I think DJ Barber has just been waiting to get in Auburn's class for a while. Um, mm -hmm. He took a couple official visits to Arkansas and Georgia Tech in June, but he said, look, just nothing can compare to Auburn. And Arkansas made it close for a little bit there, but he said just nothing could quite compare with Auburn. I don't know if there was necessarily an urgency to get into the class because I think Auburn will take all four linebackers if all four are willing to jump in, that being Barber and Shaw and Riddick and Simmons. I think Auburn would take all four, which is kind of crazy to think about. But when you didn't sign a high school linebacker last cycle, you kind of have that flexibility a little bit. So maybe there was a little bit of, look, I'm going to go get my spot right now. That's certainly possible. Um, yeah. But I didn't get that sense really sure. when talking to him. I think I think he's just been waiting to join Auburn's class for a while. and the time was right and Auburn's kind of trying to stack this month of July a little bit where they can get some momentum throughout the whole month. And he was the first one to go. I can't wait to see DJ Barber's development from his junior tape to his senior tape, because when you watch what he does right now, his first step is so instinctive. Like he's just got such a feel for what opposing offenses are doing. I don't know how much of that Christian is, you know, it's just in his blood. He just understands what offenses are trying to do and how much time he's spending watching tape and, you know, the preparation could be both. No clue. You you would know that better than me. But I, I'm just really looking forward to seeing what that next step for him looks like at the high school level before, obviously, he goes on to the SEC. That, that's a really exciting thing to think about. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I mean, he was very, very productive on a very talented Clay Chalkville squad last year. I mean, you want to talk about a team that was in contention to win it. Uh, I want to say Clay Chalkville 6A. I'm really, really not good look for the brand here, but I believe Clay Chalkville 6A. I should know that off the top of my head, but that was a really talented team. When you talk about Jalen and Bakway, you talk about Mario Craver, um, some other guys on that team, obviously DJ Barber. And so um, talking to those guys over there, they feel pretty confident about what DJ Barber can do leading that defense this year. They even brought in um, Tevis Metcalf, is a name that some Auburn fans might remember from recruiting. Arkansas commit now so they've got a really talented team and they're counting on DJ to kind of be the leader of the defense there and I think he can certainly do that and do it even better this year no question no question and Clay Chockville I mean they're starting to turn out more dudes it seems like over the last three or four cycles you're starting to see several guys that Auburn's been interested coming out of that I mean is there a starting to be a pipeline that's possibly forming there yeah it certainly doesn't hurt to bring in DJ Barber um, yeah. you obviously had Jaquan McCroy that you were recruiting a little bit earlier, you backed off there um, for some other reasons, the big offensive tackle, but it does not hurt to get into the, the Birmingham area. Obviously, that's a tough spot for Auburn. Uh, that's a spot that Alabama has regularly dominated or won most of the battles there, but you've got to start winning some battles there somehow, um, and it kind of starts now with DJ Barber. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen Hugh Freeze really focus on anybody that's within, you know, a few hours of Auburn trying to get them on campus and he's done a he's done a pretty good job with that all right christian in just a moment let's talk about the latest with demarcus riddick seems like uh some good news is heading auburn's way potentially with him we discussed that in just a moment right here on locked on auburn today's show brought to you by our friends 
at FanDuel. You can take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel. You can get 10 times your first bet amount of bonus bets, up to $200. So just bet 20 bucks, and you get $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly with FanDuel. So sign up today and get those bonus bets. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball and the Locked On Podcast Network. Christian Clemente, our guest on this Cruton Thursday. So, Christian, it seems like Demarcus Riddick who just, for folks who don't know, he is a linebacker committed to Georgia, but it doesn't seem like he's going to Georgia. I don't think anybody thinks that. I don't think Georgia thinks that. Uh, but it seems like it's an Auburn-Alabama race, and he told you, as well as a few other folks, that he plans to be at Big Cat Weekend at the end of the month, which is obviously huge. Yeah, it's it's interesting because he plans to have a quote-unquote final decision on July 26th. Obviously, Big Cat Weekend is July 29th. So if you're deciding between Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia on July 26th, and you say that as of right now, you're planning to be at Big Cat, you would assume that bodes pretty well for Auburn on July 26th, which kind of adds up with what I've been hearing. It adds up with why I decided to put him in my second mock class, which I did after the summer official visits. Mm -hmm. I feel like Auburn is trending in a pretty positive direction here. Now, the thing that I put on our message board when I got that news was, look, I think it was Monday when he told me, I said, look, as of July 3rd at 3 p.m. or whatever, he's planning to be a big cat. I'm exercising a lot of caution here mm -hmm. because things can change over the next couple of weeks. And if he were to commit to Alabama on the 26th, he's not going to be a big cat weekend. That's just the way it's going to be. But right. the, fact that he's, the fact that he's saying right now, I'm planning to be a big cat weekend is significant in my eyes. Um, I, I think that that's a pretty positive some very positive news there for Auburn and for Auburn fans. Christian, do you know why it's the 26th? Why wouldn't he just wait? If it's picking at Auburn or Alabama, why wouldn't he commit at that weekend? Do, do you yeah. know if the 26th is a special date for him? It is. It's his mom's birthday. Um, and so he wants Got to it. do it on his mom's birthday. And he's someone that's pretty quiet overall, not huge in the recruiting process. He's one who he says it's a final decision on the 26th and other schools will continue to recruit him. He's done on the 26th. He might go take another visit here or there, but he's not into the whole recruiting process. He's done. He's a five-star. He's been recruited for years now. He's ready to have this wrapped up, so he's done on the 26th. What do you think happened with him in, in Georgia? Did he just not want to be there? Did Georgia back off? What, what happened there? Yeah, Georgia definitely didn't back off. They still want him. They're still trying to do their best to keep him in the class right now, but it just doesn't seem likely. I think he just, just decided his heart is closer to home. I think he wants to stay in state. Um, he's from Chilton County there, a little bit of a small town, small town school a little bit. I think he wants to stay closer to home, whether that's Auburn or Alabama. And right now I'd favor Auburn. So he, he's a little taller at the linebacker spot than DJ Barber, 6'2", 210, someplace have him at 215. How do you kind of expect him to be used at Auburn? Do you think it's similar to Barber? I think you can use him wherever you want and you are going to be very pleased with the results. Um, yeah. He camped at the second seven-on-seven. Seven. Um, DJ Barber was at the first one. Um, and they lined him up as a nickel. They lined him up as a corner. They wow. lined him up as a linebacker. They moved him all around. This is an athletic freak of nature at linebacker who can do really whatever's asked of him and do it well. I, you know, I talked about it earlier. You can slide him over and have him play jack on a couple plays. He can do that. 
he can rush the passer wherever you want him. He has the athletic ability to do that on the defense in my eyes. Um, so he would be, if Auburn's able to pick him up, he would be someone that Ron Roberts and Josh Aldridge would have a lot of fun being able to dial up plays for him, move him around, keep offenses on their toes a little bit with where they have him on defense. That's interesting because, I mean, all these positions that we're talking about so far, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned linebacker and Jack and, I mean, even, I don't think he's going to play corner at the next level, but you, you, you yeah. mentioned him playing corner. Like, all these position groups are filled with either veterans or, like, veterans that just got here through the transfer portal that are probably going to be gone next year. And all of a sudden, you've got all these, you know, four- and five-star kids that are vying to be a part of this class and they may have to play early, depending on how the chips fall in the transfer windows, you know, in December and then, you know, after spring in 2024. It, playing time's a big deal. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a big deal more for some kids over others. Everybody's kind of got their different things that they value in their recruitment process. But when you go to a guy like Demarcus Riddick, who's like, man, like you can do a lot of things and we need help doing a lot of things. When you look at the roster for next year, that can't hurt. No, it definitely can't. And I think it's a pretty big deal with a guy like Demarcus Riddick. You talk about Alabama or Georgia. I don't think he's afraid of the competition. I certainly yeah. don't think he's afraid to go there and either wait his turn or compete for his spot right away. But when you can say, hey, we need you and we need you right now, that's a big deal. And it's a big deal with a lot of guys. You want to talk about a guy like Daniel Calhoun who committed on Wednesday. Um, and he will commit a little bit after we record this, but expect it to be Georgia there. Um, and Auburn was really only in the race because of the playing time at offensive tackle. He was really intrigued by that possibility. And Auburn will still continue to recruit him, but he was really intrigued by that. So the playing time that Auburn has, you know, we'll talk about receivers, Perry Thompson, that early playing time intrigues these guys a lot. And I certainly think that's a big factor with the Marcus Riddick. What kind of message would this send if Hugh Freeze was able to pull off a flip? of Demarcus Riddick. I mean, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Phillips against George and ultimately won that recruitment as it currently sits. If he's able to do it again with a guy like Riddick, what kind of message does that send, Christian? I mean, it's even it's even bigger. It's monumental. It's historic. Auburn hasn't flipped a Georgia command, I think, since Darius Slayton. It's wow. been a long time yeah. since Auburn's flipped the Georgia command. And this is a head-to-head -head recruiting battle with Georgia and Alabama. That's it. There's your three teams. And the biggest thing is you know, we saw it with Joseph Phillips where Georgia got the momentum and Auburn got it back there at the end. Alabama's had most of the momentum for the past couple of months now. You know, Auburn had momentum early in the spring when they offered him, brought him in for junior day. He was really feeling Auburn. Then Alabama offers him. He visits Alabama a couple times. He goes up for their A-Day game. He, the video comes out of him riding around with Nick Saban before the game in the car. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay, well, just – Scrap it up, chalk it up, it's over. He's going to Alabama. You know, we, we lost this one. And now all of a sudden, Auburn's got the momentum again. If you freeze and Auburn can pull this off, it would be, I mean, it would be a historic win. And it would, it would be so massive for Auburn going into Big Cat weekend. I mean, you want to talk about having buzz going into a huge recruiting weekend? Pull off a Georgia flip where you're going head to head with Alabama three days beforehand, and you would have some buzz going into Big Cat weekend. Be huge. That'd be huge. There's no question about it. What is the staff doing differently to put themselves in these conversations, Christian? Is it an effort thing? 
Is it NIL? Is it playing time? Is the vision that Freeze and the staff is selling? Is, is it just such a good message of like hope and ascension and like, you know, the good times are coming back to Auburn? What's being sold here? Like, what are they doing that didn't work previously? I mean, you mentioned it first. The biggest thing is effort. They're effort. putting in the work and recruiting. Yeah. If you don't put in the work and recruiting, I don't care. I mean, your NIL could make up for that a good bit. Uh, but outside we of that, we may talk about that in a second. Yeah, <laughs> they, but, um, right. but but outside of that, I mean, if you're not putting in the effort, if you're not calling these kids, if you're not texting them, if you're not talking with their parents or whatever, yeah, you're going to be behind. You know, the previous staff, the rule was you couldn't take a recruiting phone call during during a football meeting. You know, Quay Russo or whoever they could call, and the staff couldn't answer that phone call if it was during a recruiting meeting, which. These kids, they can only call you so often. You only have so much time to do that. You can talk about football really whenever with your coaches. Um, and, and, you know, if you're so focused on that, you know, the thing was the coaches, the coordinators couldn't go out on the road before games on Friday nights because they need to be there for meetings. You've got to be recruiting. Recruiting is the biggest thing. Um, Jason was at the Georgia game last fall and he wanted to go say hi, I think, to Mike Bobo or something. And, all of the primary staffers stayed back in Georgia's recruiting lounge and in the locker room, and they were recruiting until they absolutely had to be out on the field. Um, and you know, just the uh, assistant staffers were kind of out there. The staff understands recruiting in the SEC. They've done it before. They know what it takes to put in the effort. They're relentless. They're not going to stop until signing day, and we'll talk about that here in a minute with Cam Coleman. But right, they they know what it takes to win and in recruiting in the SEC and we'll see what happens, but they're at least putting in the work to where I can see that it seems like it will be different. Yep. All right. Crystal Comente, our guest, as we celebrate on this Cruton Thursday, what in the world happened with Cam Coleman and the latest with Perry Thompson in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below or Christian, where can they go to sign up for all of your exclusive takes on Cruton and a ton of just, I mean, you're in that message board all the time, kind of giving people nuggets and tidbits. How can they check out all that? Yeah, so it's just over at AuburnUndercover.com. Um, and the site is actually 15 years old as of July 1st. So we're running a 75% off special right now, um, where I think it's just over 26 bucks to join for a year, which is it's the best deal we run all year. So over at AuburnUndercover.com, and you can check us out there. It's worth it. It's worth it. I signed up a few weeks ago. I tweeted about it, and, and Christian, you, I mean, you're killing it. You're absolutely killing it with Thank all you. the with all the stuff and all the scoop that you've got. So I signed up. You certainly should as well. AuburnUndercover.com. So Cam Coleman commits to Texas A&M earlier this week, and I was shocked. I got texts from Auburn folks that were like, what in the world did not see this coming? I'm sure you had similar conversations with folks within the athletic department. What do you think happened to where does Auburn go from here? Ooh, yeah, that is, there is a lot to unpack here. Um, yeah. So let me, let me preface it a little bit. Okay. So for probably two ish weeks beforehand, there had been some buzz coming out of the central camp. Um, whether it was from people that lived in central from some players over there, some people connected to Cam that said, look, they're all committed on the fourth. His teammate, Ridarius Red Morgan, who Auburn recruited a little bit, yeah. had announced he was committed on the fourth. Jaquan Sanks, a cornerback on that team, was committed on their fourth. 
the running back was committed on the fourth and it was, Hey, Cam's committed on the fourth too. But I could not get that confirmed. That was not something I put on the message board. It was, it was really just a rumor. I didn't have any, I didn't have any facts there. Um, but I kept hearing that buzz. And anytime I went to Auburn, it was now, you know, we don't think he's committing. That's not what he's telling us. That's not what we're getting. Um, and so, so I was, things weren't adding up there a little bit in my eyes. I'm like, okay, well maybe Auburn's playing it quiet and it's just starting to leak out of the central camp a little bit. You know, that happens sometimes. Some people aren't as tight lipped um, and that's just the way things go. But in in the back of my mind, it wasn't adding up quite as much, but in my mind, I'm still thinking, you know, it's Auburn. (laughs) He's been to Auburn so much. We all think it's Auburn. It's, it's not a question. You know, everyone was putting in predictions for Auburn. I don't think I'd put one in yet, but I've been meaning to. He was in my mock class. In my eyes, he's he was sure. a prediction to Auburn. Um, and so so I was careful and I was aware of the possibility of that. I had a story ready just in case. I had tweet notifications. I had Instagram notifications on just in case. Um, but nothing had really popped up throughout the day. And DJ Barber committed on the 4th. And so... I was trying to enjoy my night of the fourth a little bit. Um, I, was, I was playing some PGA 2K actually, had sure. a nice night out on the links, the virtual links, um, and and I got an Instagram notification. Um, Camp Coleman committed hashtag gigam, and my heart sank. I'm like, what just happened? What right? Was I was I so wrong here? You know what what have I been missing? Well, it wasn't me that was missing it. It wasn't reporters on other sites that was missing it. Everybody was missing it. I talked to someone at Auburn that said this was probably the biggest shock since you know since Travis Hunter committed to Jackson State and signed with Jackson State. And obviously that buzz came out in the morning. Sure. So just kind of talking about that. But they said no one knew this. That's the thing. People on our message board were upset. They're like, how'd you guys not know this? Nobody knew this outside of Hayes Fawcett, who made him his graphic. And outside of Texas A&M coaches who kept it totally quiet and Cam Coleman, nobody knew this. I mean, you want to talk about the goats in the recruiting scene? Steve Wilfong, Chad Simmons over it on three. Nobody was prepared for Cam Coleman to go to Texas A&M, especially not on July 4th. You know, we knew Texas A&M was a factor. We knew they were a factor in his recruitment moving forward. We did not think they were a factor on July 4th. Um, and, you know, the instant thing that everyone points to is, you know, NIL. Um, and that, that's what I would guess. That's what I would put it at. But I mean, NIL is legal. It's not like Texas A&M did something illegal here. Sure. Um, and so credit to Texas A&M for pulling off one of the biggest shockers in the recruiting scene in the past couple of years, for sure. Um, and it caught Auburn off guard. But all it did was give Auburn, I don't want to say motivation, but all it did was say, game on. And Auburn's ready to go until signing day. They're not ready to give up on Cam Coleman until he signs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was going to be a big battle to kind of send a message and kind of, you know, help set things up with Central and build that pipeline because, I mean, just Auburn hasn't had luck recruiting Central Phoenix no. City. Just hasn't, just hasn't happened. So, uh, and that's a school that Hugh Freeze needs, obviously, to be able to get talent from. Just, I mean, I, I messaged a few of my A&M reporter friends and they were like, yeah, we didn't have the story like pre-written. I, we just didn't know it was a thing. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it seems like everybody was kind of in the same boat on that. So I guess props to the Aggie staff for figuring out how to pull that off. But yeah, like you said, so Hugh Freeze and the staff have shown that they are not afraid to continue recruiting players that are committed elsewhere, which has paid off. It paid off at the end of last year's class. And 
obviously he's got a chance to eventually pay off this year as well. So like you said, they're, they're certainly not going to back off. And another guy that's been committed for a long time at the same position, Perry Thompson, been committed to Alabama for over a year. And it certainly seems like a flip could be coming, Christian. What are you hearing about Perry Thompson, the Alabama wide receiver commit? Yeah, and let me just add this on Cam Coleman real yeah, quick, too. Mm -hmm. Look, you don't want to lose these battles, but you'd rather happen. You'd rather have this shock happen now than at signing day. You'd rather have him sure. shockingly commit to Texas A&M instead of shockingly sign with Texas A&M. At least now you know what you're going up against. At least Good now point. you know how big of a factor A&M is. So while you do not want to lose it now, at least it happened now and you have time to get back in it. And he's only just down the road. You can still get him on campus. As Good for point. Perry Thompson, you know, everyone all of a sudden, as soon as Cam committed A&M, they said, well, how do we think we're going to get Perry Thompson? Honestly, my confidence factor in getting Perry Thompson went slightly up when Cam oh. Coleman went to Texas A&M because I know how this staff works and I know that as soon as Cam Coleman committed to Texas A&M, the, the constant theme has been you've got to get one of Perry Thompson or Cam Coleman. And while Auburn staff is obviously not giving up on Cam Coleman, all of a sudden the pressure turns up on Perry Thompson significantly moving forward. Um, it was always kind of 1A, 1B. I think at least for the next couple of weeks leading into Big Cat when he's planning to attend, it's one. Perry Thompson is one. Perry mm -hmm. Thompson went from being – I don't want to say a luxury, but it felt like Auburn always was going to get Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson was the luxury that you could also add on. Now it feels like you've got to get Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman can be the luxury that you add on at signing day if you're able to pull off that flip at the end. So, look, you always exercise a lot of caution when you're talking about an Alabama commit. Certainly when you're talking about the number 14 player in the class and a five-star wide receiver, but... Mm -hmm. Auburn has done everything it possibly can to be in the mix here. And it feels like if a flip was ever going to happen, the stars are aligning right now. I don't want to say if he doesn't flip at Big Cat that it can't happen moving forward, but it feels like the stars are aligned pretty well for Auburn to pull something off at Big Cat and what would be what would just be so huge for Auburn. Well, his timeline is before his senior season, right? So, I mean, Big Cat wouldn't make, sense as far as the timeline that he's put out there it would yeah he says he wants to be done before his senior season similar to riddick um i do think there's a chance his recruitment could keep going a little bit more and maybe take a few more visits sure um than riddick would but he says he wants to have a final decision before his senior season that kicks off on the 25th and obviously when he tweeted out on sunday i'll be a big cat weekend all the alarms started going off it's like okay you know i had just posted on our board a couple hours beforehand People were asking me, hey, is Perry Thompson coming? I'm like, look, I sent out a feeler message there. Here's my gut that I'm telling you a guess. I don't think anyone's going to know where he's going to be on the 29th until the 29th. I just didn't. I thought, I thought he would show up to Alabama's little barbecue event mm -hmm. or he would show up to Big Cat and no one would really know, reporter-wise at least. And we might have a feeling, but we wouldn't know for sure. And then sure enough, a couple of hours later, he tweets out, oh, we have Big Cat weekend. It's like, okay, well – that's there pretty you big go. for Auburn. So well, and and I, I was just kind of looking at the list that you guys put up on the side as far as like known visitors uh, for Big Cat. And it's like, it's all of Auburn's class, right? It's everybody that's committed. And it's like, if you're committed to a school, like truly committed, you go to this event. Like if you're truly committed to Alabama, like you get the feeling you'd go to that barbecue. And I, yeah. I just, th I think it's pretty telling. I think it's pretty yeah. telling. I think it's very telling. Um, 
you know, he could still visit Alabama that week. That whole sure. week is open for recruiting before he goes dead, but we'll see if he does do that. My gut right now, and I'm not putting in a crystal ball for this. My gut tells me he flips at big cat. Uh, right now I'm kind of, I was 51, 49 Auburn. And I have been that way for a little bit now after the cam Coleman news, maybe I'm 55, 45 Auburn. Yeah. But you're always just so cautious with Alabama commits where, you you believe it when you see it type of deal, but I'm starting to believe it a little bit. Christian, one more time. How can people check out everything you guys got going on? Yeah, check us out over at AuburnUndercover.com. Um, we've got that 15-year special for 75% off, um, and we'd love to have you over there. Yep, it's worth it, folks. Be sure to check it out. Follow all my stuff on socials at Z Black or reread all my work at AuburnDaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.